What's up, Lamb Fam? Welcome back to the Life After Miscarriage podcast, where we unapologetically chat the ins and outs of what life is actually like after miscarriage. I'm your host, Shelly Metling, and with four angel babies myself and one rainbow baby here on earth, I have created a platform for you guys to share your stories. So sit back, relax, get ready to relate, laugh, and cry as we get real on what life is actually like after miscarriage in the 21st century. Hello, everyone. We have Becca Boostrom on the episode today. I'm so excited to get to know a little bit more about her and her story and just her path in general. Becca, I'm just going to toss it at you. Start wherever you like. Okay. So my husband, Derek, and I got married in December of 2015, so almost four years ago. Um, We're high school sweethearts. Um, So I didn't start trying to conceive right away. I was on the Nuvering until February 2017 when I actually got a blood clot in my leg. Oh, goodness. Yeah. (laughs) So it was just a superficial clot. Like, it wasn't in a deep vein or anything, but it was still scary. And then I found out I had factor two, which is, like, a blood clotting disorder. So I had to stop the maneuvering, and we weren't quite ready to start trying yet, but we were just going to wait a little bit longer. So then that summer of 2017, we decided to start trying and everything was going to work out perfectly. We were going to get pregnant in July and then have our baby in April. (laughs) Um, I saw a high-risk OB, like a perinatologist, right when we started trying just to kind of have a little consult about my clotting problems. And Mm -hmm. he said it was probably fine since I hadn't had like a serious blood clot. And that I would just go on baby aspirin for like my second and third trimesters. <clears throat> so we were given the all clear to start trying. <clears throat> and it took a while. It was almost a year, I think. And I found out I kind of had like a short luteal phase and my hormones were a little bit off. But in June of 2018, <clears throat> I got my first positive pregnancy test. And we were really excited. <laughs> um, it was super faint. So I had it, went in and had my HCG tested like two days later, I think. And they're like, don't worry too much about the number. Just make sure it doubles after 48 hours. And it was really low. I think it was like 13 or 14. <laughs> but I wasn't too worried. We were just super excited to finally be pregnant. Um, And then I think, yeah, it was a Thursday. I went in for my second blood draw, and I was waiting for the results. I went to the hospital to visit my sister because she was there. She's fine now, but I didn't tell her I was pregnant because we were going to wait for the second blood test. Um, And then as I was leaving the hospital, I went to the bathroom, and there was bright red blood. So I was just trying to calm myself down, distract myself until I got the phone call about what the second HCG result was. I think I was like weeding in my backyard for two hours, like just trying to do anything to keep my mind off of it. But the bleeding just got heavier and heavier. And then that night, um, I think at like six o'clock, they finally called 
and said, sorry, your HCG is going down, so you're probably going to have a miscarriage. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense because I'm bleeding a lot. So we were really sad, and I think it was a lot harder on me than my husband because it was so early, and we hadn't told anyone. But that whole summer was just really hard, like grieving and mm-hmm. how long it would take to get pregnant again and all that. And it took a long time for my period to come back to. It was like two and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so end of August, I think, or beginning of September, I started progesterone that my OB gave me, like, just to kind of lengthen my luteal phase, and then she said to stay on it for the first 12 weeks of pregnancy. Um, and then September 15th, I got another positive pregnancy test, and we were super excited, maybe even more excited the second time. <clears throat> like, we just had no idea that we'd have another miscarriage. Like, we just thought it doesn't happen to anyone twice in a row, so this is going to be it. And we were really happy. <clears throat> My blood work was perfect. Um, I had all the symptoms. And we announced to all our friends, most of our friends and family, like in the fun way, like cute little announcements from Pinterest or whatever, and everyone was super excited. Um, Then in October, we went on vacation. I think I was supposed to have my ultrasound before vacation, but my husband wasn't able to go, so I decided to push it back to after our vacation, and I'm really glad I did so that he could be there. And we were just so excited on our way to the ultrasound. Like we were, had absolutely no idea that anything would be wrong because my blood work was so good and I really felt pregnant and yeah, just had no clue. Um, so we started the ultrasound sound and the screen started flashing like the gestational age like it just kind of does the measurements and like guesses about how far along you are and it said six weeks and zero days and I think I was supposed to be eight weeks that day and the tech was like oh maybe you just calculated wrong and I'm like no that's kind of impossible because I got a positive test when I was like three weeks pregnant um, there was a heart rate, but it was only 45 beats per minute. So then she was just kind of quiet for the rest of the ultrasound. Um, and I just knew that it wasn't right. I just knew it wasn't going to work out. The doctor called us later that day and she said, probably expect a miscarriage, but like keep taking progesterone just in case and then come back in two weeks for another ultrasound to see if it was still growing or if the heart was still beating. So those two weeks were like torture, waiting. Um, I think it was the very next day we went out for dinner with some of our best friends and they announced that they were pregnant and due like a week or two ahead of us. 
So that was really hard because we had always wanted to be pregnant at the same time. <laughs> I mean, we were like happy for them, but it was like the worst yeah. possible timing <laughs> to hear that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was just a really strange two weeks. Like one day I would feel really hopeful and find like some crazy success story online. And then the next day I would just be like, no, there's no way that this is going to work out. Did your friends that announced, did they know what was going on? They did. Um, I had texted her. We were going to announce, like, our pregnancy at that dinner, too. Okay. Until we found out the bad news, obviously. But I just texted her, and I was like, hey, just so you know, I'm eight weeks pregnant, but it's probably not going to make it. And, um, yeah, they... We're going to announce that night, too, I found out later. So that would have been super cute and fun. (laughs) (laughs) She was just being really quiet the whole night, and I didn't know that she was pregnant, so I forced it out of her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they didn't, like, announce, like, in our faces, like. Yeah. 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 So it was fine. Yeah. So, yeah, two. the whole time so they were like the size that they should have been at that stage but the baby just didn't grow with it oh interesting yeah so that's why I still like felt pregnant and I wasn't like spotting or anything like that so then they just kind of gave me the three options like you can wait it out see if it'll happen naturally or you can take Cytotec which is like the pills that induce contractions um Mm -hmm the DNC and I just had no idea what to do so I just wanted to wait on it for a day and they said you can wait up to two weeks to make a decision and then they'd have to do a DNC if nothing had happened so I decided to wait it out um which I kind of regret do I don't know it was weird like it was such a hard time like such a weird feeling carrying around a baby that you know is not living and like I just didn't want to make the wrong decision about how to like complete the miscarriage and I still wasn't spotting or anything so I tried a bunch of like natural remedies like herbs that would induce labor or like acupuncture um, a lot of random things and it did nothing so and then that week, our friends who had announced their pregnancy texted me saying that they had had their first ultrasound and their baby had stopped growing as well at the same time that ours did. Oh, no. Yeah. So that just, like, I don't know. It was really weird. Like, I was devastated for them, but also I was kind of like, we can do this together. Like, I don't know. It was such a weird there's comfort in knowing that somebody else is going through the same thing as you, that you have that. But yeah, I totally get what you mean. It's like, welcome to the club, the club that nobody wants to be a part of. <laughs> so uh, 
she decided to take the Cytotec right away. And then I was just kind of like, okay, maybe I should do that too. So I did it that weekend. So it was like, I think I was 11 and a half weeks of like carrying the baby, even though it had been gone for a few weeks. Um, so she took it like a day before me, but it didn't work right away. So we ended up actually like having the miscarriages on the same day. Um, so yeah, I woke up Saturday morning, it was November 10th. And I woke up like really early because I barely slept all night. And I took the Cytotec and I decided to try to take a nap because I knew it would be kind of a long day. <clears throat> um, I think I slept for like three or four hours and then I woke up with really bad cramps and then it just escalated super quickly. It was the most intense pain I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> um, but the worst was really only for like maybe two hours. So by like one in the afternoon, I think I passed the baby in the toilet and <laughs> was like okay well now this is over like I couldn't cry I couldn't do anything I just felt like numb and like finally it's over so yeah then I just went and sat on the couch and was like eating some food and just sitting there for probably an hour or two and then I stood up to go to the bathroom and blood just gushed out of me like it was bad just going everywhere <laughs> so I went to the bathroom and I was like okay it feels like there's something still in there and I tried to this is like really graphic like feel feel around and there was mm -hmm. definitely like something big still in there <laughs> and I just kept bleeding more and more so I was like okay I should probably call the doctor and he said to go to the ER <laughs> so we did and it turns out my placenta was still stuck inside and it was like halfway so I was like bleeding I don't know how it worked but it was just bad but I was like super calm and like weird probably in shock but just like i Weirdly, like, nonchalant about it almost? I brought, the, yeah, like, I brought the baby with me to the hospital because I'm like, well, maybe they want to do some testing on it. Mm -hmm. Hearing this target bag of my dead baby around the hospital, like, and I don't know. It was just eerie feeling. Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah. So, yeah, they had to take the placenta out. It was... That was actually pretty painful too. It, I don't know. I've never had a DNC, but I feel like that's what a DNC would feel like if you weren't medicated because they, they were just like pulling it out with these instruments. I don't know. It was kind of traumatizing, but so then I think I went to get an ultrasound in the ER to make sure it was all gone. And they said most of it was gone, but there might still be a little bit left. So they said I could do a DNC that night if I wanted to, but I just wanted to go home. So we did. We went to Chipotle first and then went home. <laughs> um, Every, everyone has their food that they eat. The 
night of their miscarriage or the day of their miscarriage. I swear. Yes, totally. <laughs> Mine was Dominoes. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm like wearing my completely bloodstained pants going into Chipotle. Luckily, it was like cold, so I was wearing a long coat. <laughs> it was just like so weird. Like I just my baby just died and came out of me and now I'm at Chipotle. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. So that was a Saturday. And then Monday I was like doing dishes at the sink and then the rest of it came out of me and it was a lot more than it looked like on the ultrasound. So that was a little bit shocking as well. I don't really know what it was, but just more tissue. <laughs> it was not pretty. And after this whole experience, I was just like, I don't think I can ever get pregnant again. Like, I don't want to. It was just, like, traumatizing. <clears throat> so I stayed home from work for a week because I was still bleeding a lot. And I was wearing Depends all the time, for sure. <laughs> They're amazing, so get them. <laughs> um yeah, and, and I this just, episode is sponsored by. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> off brand, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just a really weird week. I just kind of sat at home by myself. I got together with my friend a few times that had also had a miscarriage because she was home from work too. But we were both just like in a daze. Um, and I didn't cry at all. Like I'm such a crier. I'm a very emotional person. But that whole week, I just felt like so numb and in shock still and like but also like weirdly calm and like glad it was over because I was glad to be not carrying a dead baby around in me after three and a half weeks of doing that yeah so I don't know I think it was like maybe Thanksgiving or a few days before when I could finally like start processing my emotions and like really realize what had just happened and then I started having panic attacks like all the time. <laughs> I would like go to work and be totally fine and then just like scream and cry the whole way home. And I don't even remember anything else I did for like a month besides just go to work and come home. <laughs> um, I think it was like right before Christmas, I finally decided I should probably start going to therapy and and that was super helpful. And I actually still go to her today, almost a year later. And I love her. Um, and yeah, like getting pregnant again was kind of the last thing on my mind. Even though we weren't like preventing, which we probably uh, should have waited a little bit longer because I was definitely still healing and grieving. So on January 11th, I just felt really weird one day at work and my coworker was like, you should go home and take a pregnancy test because you're acting like you did when you were pregnant the other times. So I did and it was positive and I was absolutely terrified. And I felt so horrible because I'm like, and part of my, part of my mind was like, what if this is the one and I'm feeling this, this way, like when I first find out about it and, I just like cried and I don't know it was scary like I just 
I don't even know how I felt. It was so strange. <clears throat> I think I was taking, yeah, I did start baby aspirin that time. My uh, doctor finally said that I should start doing that right away and not wait until the second trimester like they had originally said that I should do. And after the second miscarriage, she had also done a bunch of recurrent miscarriage testing and it was all normal. Um, so yeah. Okay, here we go again. And then two days later, it like really started and I was getting my ACG done and it was similar to the first pregnancy. It was like the low teens and then it went down two days later. And it was just like, I don't know. It was a lot different than my other pregnancies because I didn't even really have a chance to get excited like the other two. So it didn't affect me as much, but it just was kind of like, really? Like, did this really need to happen a third time? Like, I just felt like I was being kicked while I was down and, mm -hmm. yeah. <clears throat> and it's almost like it turns into more of a fear of like, is this ever going to happen? Right, yeah. When like, you hit that point. Totally, because a lot of people have one, which is still really hard, or like, maybe two, I thought that was just kind of a different type of miscarriage. So the third one's definitely going to work, but yeah, I think I cried for like five minutes and then we just watched a movie and I took a day off of work and then I was just kind of like ready to go. I don't know. It was really strange. Um, I think after a couple weeks, I realized I was ready, or I did, I felt like, I don't think I was emotionally ready, but I felt emotionally ready to try again, and my OB said there wasn't really much she could do for me. She said she had done all the tests that she could think of, and she just said, keep trying, and well, she did say I could do a SHG test. It's like not the tubes, but like the uterus, like checking mm -hmm. the uterus, an ultrasound where they fill it up with saline or something. Mm -hmm. So we did that and that was normal. I think I just had a tilted uterus, but she said that shouldn't affect anything. Um, yeah, so I just just didn't want to keep trying if there wasn't anything different I could try. So I called a functional medicine doctor and I had gone to her, gone to her office before for acupuncture, but I hadn't really seen her yet. So I just wanted to get some different opinions and I felt like something else kind of had to be wrong. Um, so she did like some nutrient testing for me. Like she tested my blood and my saliva and my urine and all this different stuff. And most of it came back fine, but I had a, a B vitamin deficiency, like B2 randomly, and my other ones were fine. But, and then I also found out that I had MTHFR, which is like where you can't process B vitamins. B vitamins. Usually it's associated with like folate, but my folate levels were fine, so I don't really know why that was, but 
so I changed my vitamins. <clears throat> um, and then she said MTHFR can also raise your risk of blood clotting. So as in addition to my other factor two diagnosis that I had, I felt like I should uh, talk to my doctor about going on blood thinner injections for my next pregnancy. As someone had mentioned that to me, um, I think it was like one of my old doctors. She said, oh yeah, when you get pregnant, you'll go on injections. But then my doctor didn't think I needed that for my first three pregnancies. So I'm like, okay, if I get pregnant a fourth time, I need to try something different. And I think that's what I want to try. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that functional medicine doctor, she also thought that I should take a break from trying to get pregnant for a few months just to kind of let my body like detox and reset and um, just like kind of give my mind and heart to break too from all the loss that was so close together. <laughs> so we were going to take a break <clears throat> for like three or four months, I think, like wait till the summer. This was like February. And then I ended up ovulating early but, and I didn't really realize it. And we got pregnant again in March. And I kind of felt the same way as I did with the third pregnancy, like just terrified, not really excited. Like I just kind of had a feeling that it wasn't going to work out. Um, yeah. I was supposed to go to Wisconsin Dells with my family that morning. And I still did go, but I called my mom and I'm like, mom, can you drop me off at the doctor before we go to Wisconsin Dells? I have to get another blood test. And she's like, oh, what is it for? And I'm like, well, I'm pregnant again. And she's just like, oh, like, it's just not exciting the fourth time, like when it yeah. hasn't been working. And yeah. So now looking back, I kind of feel bad about that because, um, that one ended up sticking so far. Um, yeah, it took a really long time to sink in that I, that it was really going to happen. But I did end up, I think like a week after the positive test, I called my doctor and kind of had to beg her to put me on Lovenox, which is the blood thinner injection. Um, so I started that and we had our ultrasound the beginning of April when I was like seven weeks and we just walked into their, to the room, just prepared for the worst. Like my husband was trying to be optimistic, but I, I don't know, not like I felt like it was going to be wrong, but I just didn't want to let myself be let down again. Mm -hmm. yeah. But everything was great. Um, and then even after that ultrasound at seven weeks, I was like, well, it could still stop growing between now and whenever. So I still didn't quite believe it, even though I was like throwing up and not feeling good and had even more symptoms than my second pregnancy. Um, yeah. So we had another ultrasound at, 11 weeks I think and it was 
measuring uh, like five days ahead of the first ultrasound. So I think that's when it really started to sink in, like that this could happen and the baby's doing really well. And we saw it jumping around on the screen. Like it was the first time that we had seen an ultrasound that looked like a baby, like with a head and arms and legs and everything. But yeah, so now so I'm exciting. Yeah. Now I'm 28 and a half-ish weeks. Oh my gosh. Welcome to the third trimester. Yes, it's super exciting. Yeah, still a lot of mixed emotions. Like I yeah. can't believe that I made it this far and still a part of me is like, well, something could still go wrong. But there's there's never feelings. There's no such thing as feeling safe after loss. Like they're right. just, they're, yeah. it's just not there. Yeah. <laughs> you can have like a little... little your little reassurance moments, you know, but it's... yeah, the kicks are fine. Lots of kicks. <laughs> yeah. I feel a lot better when I can like see my belly moving and feel mm-hmm. it. And, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Uh, it's been a long road, right? It was. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you deserve to be here and I'm just <laughs> so, so, so happy. If you had one piece of advice for somebody in a similar situation, what would it be? Um, I think it would probably be like be your own advocate. Because um, if I went with what my OB said, I love my OB and she's still my doctor. But if I went with what she said, I don't know if I would be this far with this pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, like having not gone to the functional medicine doctor and not like pushed for going on the blood thinners. So I'm really glad I did that, even though it was a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, no one wants this as much as you do. So if mm-hmm. you're not going to like do the work and try different things and get second opinions, then no one else is going to do it for you. Yeah. It's yeah. so uncomfortable to like question it is. a yeah. doctor's job yeah. because they went to school yeah. for so long and like, that's what they do. But you're right. I mean, you are you and you want this more than anybody else and mm-hmm. you just have to. Right. So yeah. I'm super proud of you. If somebody wants to reach out to you, Becca, where could they do so? Um, probably Instagram. It's just at Becca Boostrum. Um, awesome. Yes, yeah, so you can message me if you have any questions or if you just want to share your story, if you're going through something similar. Yeah, and I will go ahead and I'll link that in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for jumping on and being so vulnerable. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend who could find it useful or share it on your Instagram stories. Take myself, take my guest, so that we can personally thank you. This is a lamb fam, you guys. We're not in this alone. We're creating this ripple effect together.